0: Welcome, everybody, to our uh, Mother's Day 2020 quarantine edition. And I'm so excited to have a great group of moms joining us. And so, first of all, ladies, just want to say thank you um, for being willing to step up and get what I know is probably out of your comfort zone to be a part of this. But I want you to know that uh, just the fact that you're here, that you're willing to share and to be honest and transparent about your journey as a mom, I know it's going to be helpful. Not only to the moms who are joining us today, but to those of us who love them and try to figure out how to come alongside and help and encourage them. And so uh, we just have one ground rule for our conversation and that this uh, gathering is like Planet Fitness. It is a judgment free zone. This isn't about perfect parenting. This is simply about um, just sharing and being better together and walking this journey as a church family. And so I just appreciate you being here. Also, as we begin, just want to recognize that, you know, sometimes Mother's Day can be a difficult holiday for some, right, Terry?
1: Absolutely. Sometimes Mother's Day can seem to shine a light on something that's very painful or complicated in a woman's life. And so Philip and I just want to take a second to acknowledge that complication to acknowledge that pain in the hearts of some of the moms or some of the women that are um, listening today. Um, We're not trying to gloss over that and pretend that everything is absolutely fine and wonderful today because for many people, it's not. We want you to know that we care about you, that we love you, and that we are praying specifically for you today as you continue to walk your journey as a woman.
0: Thank you. And, you know, the Bible says God is closest to the brokenhearted. And He heals those who are crushed in spirit. So if uh, that's where you are today, our hope, our prayer is that you would feel God's presence in this time together and uh, that He would bring you the comfort that really only He can. And we want you to know that Cedar Creek Church is a a wonderful family that would love to come alongside you and walk whatever journey you're on today. So, all right, well, let's first start off. Let's just get quick introductions. Uh, Marcia, I'm going to start with you. My name is Marcia Gall, and I'm married
2: to Todd. We've been married for 33 years. We have uh, two children. We have a daughter. She's married. She's been married for six years to a wonderful guy. He fits into the family fantastically. We couldn't be happier. Um, And they have given me and Todd our first grandchild, a granddaughter, and we uh, just think the world of her and have so much fun with her. And we have a son, Dylan, he's 26 and he um, is single and he lives in Charlotte. Nicole is in Charlotte. And um, so we get to see them quite often. It's wonderful.
0: Awesome. That's great. Aaron?
3: All right. Well, my name's Aaron Vincent and uh, I'm married to my husband, Kevin. We're going to celebrate 20 years in July. Um, I am the mom of two kids. Um, our son Bryce is 17 and he'll be a junior next year, well, in the fall. And then Haley is 14 and she will be a freshman in the fall. And so, yes, I will have two in high school next year and two driving next year. And it, uh, kind of blows my mind. So yeah.
0: <laughs> the teen years, we definitely remember those for sure. So let's see, uh, Carol Ann.
4: Hi, I'm Carolyn Hopkins. Um, my husband is David Hopkins. We've been married for nine years and we have three children. Um, Evie is eight, she's in second grade. Um, Easton just turned six last week, and our daughter Audrey Kate will be four at the end of this month. Um, so we are super duper busy with that. Um, currently homeschooling a second grader is um not as easy as one might think i am not a good teacher but um we are doing the best we absolutely can right now and okay. um, they keep us extremely busy so
0: that's awesome you know terry and i we realized that once you had a third child okay. you had to go from man-to-man defense to a zone defense <laughs> once they outnumber you so we are you there for time. sure all right well Dee. hey
5: y'all i'm Didi Um, I've been married about a little over a month. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. I have three adult children. Wesley has two adult children and we have a 14 year old in our home who I have raised since he was born. I adopted him.
0: Wow. Awesome. Well, good. Well, thank you. Uh, Ladies, thank y'all. Appreciate you uh, just sharing a little bit about your life and your story and the season of motherhood that you're in. You know, one of the things Terry and I have said often that doing the task of parenting is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world, and at the same time, being a parent is one of the greatest blessings. That we have in life and you know the Bible says that children are a gift from the Lord although there are days you wish there was a return policy (laughs) on them but just share just a little bit of you know what what would you say is your greatest joy in parenting Marcia?
2: Well right now at this stage in life my greatest joy is spending time with my children uh, all the times that we get together. And um, I'm fortunate that they live close enough that we get to do it pretty often um, and that they enjoy our company. Yeah. You know, so that right now is my greatest joy, but I've always, I always loved being a mom. Um, I, I did always feel like rewarded as, as, as being a mom and it was, but it wasn't always easy. <laughs> and I know I made many mistakes
0: along the way. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's that's important when you think about that that parenting in adulthood, having that um, relationship with them as adults, and that you have to front load that in their childhood and in their teen years of building that relationship. I've often said the you know the most important thing we ever do as a parent is to be in relationship with our kids. That's so much more than just the task of parenting. So that's definitely a good word on that. Thank you. All right. Well, Aaron, how about you? What's your greatest joy?
3: Uh, I think, um, I mean, I love, of course, spending time with, with both my kids. Um, but I think one of my favorite things is just watching them serve. Um, whether it's at school with a classmate or like an underclassman, um, doing chores around the house they both serve on Sunday mornings in Kid's Creek and Center Point they did a world changers trip last year um, and then we went on a peace trip to Belize and um, I think Haley was six and uh, I just love I just love watching them serve other people um, yeah. just makes me happy
0: yeah yeah and th- they learn that uh, from our example you know as parents so You and Kevin are are great servant-hearted people. So parenting by example, so much more is caught than taught when it Mm -hmm. comes to our kids, for sure. So Carol Ann, in the world of toddler and uh, (laughs) elementary, what's up with that world?
4: Yeah, toddlers are hard, for sure. Uh, But I think for me, one of the greatest joys that I get to watch with them um, at this stage right now is, they're developing personalities. Um, it's crazy how you can have two children from the same parents and have totally different personality traits in every one of them. Um, and while some of those are trying sometimes, it's really neat to be able to see um, those kind of grow and develop. Um, for me, especially my eight-year-old is extremely, she's, she just has more empathy in her whole body than I have ever seen. And that's just a really proud moment as a parent because you know that you know that that's really going to take her places, and she's gonna she's gonna do stuff with that. You know, that's a personality trait that that changes things and changes situations. And for me, that's that's just a that's that's that is a joyful moment. Is getting to see you know how that's going to affect just long lines of things. Is their little personalities coming out? Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's uh, the it's cool to see and be a part of, but it requires like three different sets of parenting skills. <laughs> Cause what works with one doesn't work with the yes. other. You know, you got to learn like all over again. So yeah, that's awesome. DD. Dee Dee. Hey,
5: <laughs> um, I would say I've homeschooled Caleb since he was in kindergarten and um, he's going to be going into the 10th grade in public school. But all this time I've been homeschooling him, I think I've learned a lot. I mean, material that I've taught him, I learned a lot. I did not learn to read until I was in the seventh grade. So to be able to see him get things, and then I get things, too, that I didn't know, I learned things, too. So that's my greatest joy.
0: That's an awesome joy and a huge accomplishment. Yeah, we, we homeschooled for a while, well, yeah. a couple of years. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then we slowly started introducing them back into, into um, the normalcy of regular school. Yeah. And so I've been listening to all of your answers, and I think um, what I would interject here is that I bet there is a mom out there listening that's saying, you know, in this season right now that I'm in, or maybe just for today or for the last 24 hours, I cannot think of one single thing. <laughs> they are tired. They're worn out. It's been a really difficult day. Maybe you're, you're one of those women who are single parenting and the fatigue and emotional strain and difficulty that you're feeling is just insurmountable right now. And so I want to just give you a word of encouragement and say that your days are only 24 hours in length. The sun will come up again. You'll have another chance. Your children will have another chance. Um, And not all the days are difficult. So every single season has its own joys and its own challenges. And so I just want to encourage you to hang in there. There will be joy in the morning after you've had some sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sleep, some coffee, all of it. So Marcia, just talk a little bit about the challenges in this season of your life of parenting adult children not parenting
2: adult children (laughs) no (laughs) because my work is really done but uh and they'll remind me of the fact that they're grown up and they don't need me to be too involved in their life you know but i it's hard not to be because i mean you, you know how much you love them and you know you just you spent your whole life shaping and guiding them and 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 it's just hard to stop uh so I guess you know just um, giving unsolicited advice and waiting on them to ask you know because um they they really don't they really don't need me to be telling them a lot of things but i it just comes out sometimes yeah. so the biggest challenge is just knowing when when to you know not um, give
0: advice and. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's hard to wait on them to ask for it when you clearly know what they should be doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. It's really difficult maintaining the, and that transition of a relationship between adults and between, you know, kids who aren't adults, that, that responsibility for their life transitions to them and, you know, in this culture that we live in now that that has been delayed and delayed. you know, it's further and further out in life as well. You know, it used to be basically when you turned 18, but it's kind of delayed now. So it creates some tension sometimes. So that's a good word. So Aaron, I know there are challenges to -hmm. raising teenagers.
3: Yes. So, um, I am trying, I've really been struggling with this for the last, Couple of years of just finding a balance between giving them independence and letting them make their own decisions, but also you know they're still under eighteen, and I need guide, They need guidance, and I need to give them guidance. Um, you know, allowing them to have private time and you know time by themselves, and then making sure that we have family time, and um, just knowing that my role as their mama is <laughs> changing from dependence to more independence. And that's, um, that's been really hard for me. Uh, I didn't think it would be that hard, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. So it's, it's, I'm still learning.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Carolyn, what's been uh, some of the toughest challenges you've had with your young toddlers?
4: So other than just, I think, I think that young kids and teenagers, I think the struggles are there regardless of the age. They just change as they get older. You know, they go from newborn to toddler to teenagers and it's hard, like no matter what stage you're in or adults, they're all, they're all difficult. But for me, I think the biggest challenge in motherhood period, um, in addition to the season is the rate of comparison Mm -hmm. that you feel. Um, And I think that while that's always been an issue for for moms and for people in general, I think that the day and age of social media really, really um, puts a like a magnifying glass on that because we're seeing everyone's highlight reel day in and day out. And so we're comparing, we're comparing our parenting to, to this highlight reel of people's lives. And and we never feel like we're doing enough or we're good enough or we've done enough with our kids or we, we yelled a little bit more today than um, you know, Deborah over here, but you know, Deborah yelled too. She just didn't put it on her Facebook page. <laughs> and so I think that for me, that's, that's been probably the biggest struggle is just never quite feeling like I've done enough and, um, you know, going to bed at night crying cause you don't feel like you did enough to, um, you know, keep your, to, to keep your kids on the right track. Where in all reality. I mean, we can't, we can't control that anyway. Um, but I think for me, that's probably one of the, the biggest struggles lately is just trying to ground myself to realize that these are my kids and God gave me these kids because I was equipped to handle them um, and to handle the things that was going to get thrown at me, um, even if it made me, you know, a little, a little crazy in the meantime. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's mine. That's
0: great. That comparison thing, that, that's a great point because we compare our known reality with our perceived reality of the people around us. And that's exhausting. And that's why the Bible is so clear that we're not called to do that. We're not called to compare ourselves to others. We are called to be who God created us to be. So that's a great word, not just for moms, but for all of us in life. So, so Didi, you've got like multiple seasons of parenting going on. <laughs> so yeah. what, what's the challenge that you're dealing with? Um, change, there's been
5: a lot of change because it's just been Caleb and myself for, um, 14 years until last month. And then we moved into Wesley's and, um, he doesn't like change anyway. And I'm not a big fan of change, but, um, there's a struggle there. Um, mm-hmm. he's used to just having me in his life and it's just been me and him. And now we're having to get used to being a family.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, that's certainly something we could be praying for because that's a tough situation. Change in any circumstance is difficult, but this kind of change because it's, it's family, it's everybody is a part of it for sure. So thank you for sharing that. So um, we were talking about the comparison issue and this world puts tremendous, unrealistic expectations and pressure specifically on moms. You know, it's the, raise the kids, homeschool the kids, teach the kids, uh, you know, have a job, have all the success, be the PTA mom, have the best house, clean all those expectations. And even sometimes we feel that expectation when we pick up God's word, you know, you read the proverb 31 description of a woman. And it's like super woman. And you're like, well, I'm never going to be that. I'm always going to be uh second best. And so of course we know that's not true, but it's always kind of there. And so, uh, in all of this up and down of parenting, um, what do you use to measure your success as a mom? What is it you try to focus on as ultimately y- your success? What does it look like when you're winning as a mom? So, Marsha, we'll start with you. Well, um,
2: I have to admit, there were times I didn't feel successful.
0: Mm-hmm
2: as mom. And, um, even in hindsight, looking back, I have a lot of regrets. Um, but when I was mulling over this question ahead of time, I was thinking about, to me, the most important thing that a parent can do for their children is lead them to Jesus.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And my children both accepted Jesus as their savior. And that is, you know, that's success in my book um, and to see them happy and making good life choices and, uh, seeking Jesus makes me feel like I did something right. But then again, I don't take credit for it because I have to give God the glory because I, I, I prayed over them a lot. <laughs> and, um, I think that's essential is to pray over them and yeah. God can do mighty things and, um, He's still doing mighty things. I have no no doubt about that. Um, so I encourage you moms to um, don't beat yourself up because I look back and I, I just, you know, there's so many things that I regret, but um, God seems to redeem them um, out of his great love for us and for them.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and you're doing a great job. I know you are. Good.
0: Thank you. That's awesome, Aaron, How about you? What What are you using to kind of measure?
3: Um, oh, that's that's tough. I know. I'm just I'm continuing to pray and um, you know seek wisdom and um, encourage and support them and guide them. Um, I think them being able to you know recognize or remember um, scripture, um, live that out. You know. Um, and I'll, I'll share a little, little story, short story. But, um, for those of you that don't know, um, I was diagnosed almost two years ago with breast cancer and one of the moments, um, a lot of, a lot of folks wore the bracelet and it had, um, Psalm 34, four on it, which is, I sought the Lord. He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. And where we got that verse was, um, the day that we told the kids, which was the second hardest day of everything you know of all besides being told you have cancer um Haley our daughter she had that whole the whole month in center point they'd been talking about the importance of remembering scripture so that when things happen you can go to scripture and I will never forget that child as soon as you know we kind of settled down a little bit and you know relaxed a little bit, she went over and she grabbed her center point Bible and she flipped and flipped and she knew exactly where she wanted to go. And she read that verse. And I'm like, all right, honey, that's, that's our verse for this journey. And now, you know, we have a big, um, Kevin made a, or had a sign made, um, for like wall art and it's in our living room. But, um, that was definitely a proud mama moment, uh, if I ever had one. And, you know, and Bryce has done the same thing. Um, you know, he he struggles some with anxiety, and so you know we've talked about the importance of praying and you know reading scripture. And we've got a the uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven verse in his room, um, and so I don't know. I, I it's so hard to measure success. I just pray that you know they would continue their walk with Jesus and that we get out of their way. <laughs> we can encourage them and not mess them up too bad. Um, and just be there, you know, when they fall, if they fall.
0: So. Right. Thanks for sharing that. That's good stuff. Okay. Uh, Carol Ann.
4: I struggled with this one too, because I kind of felt like it was a trick question because um, I don't, I don't think it's possible to measure success as a parent. Um, what's successful with one kid's not going to be successful with another one. Um, but the one thing that did keep coming to my mind, um, with this is the importance of, you know, we all hear that there's a village, it takes a village to raise your kids. Right. Um, I tell you a, a game changer for, for my family's life has been, um, the community that we surround ourselves with and that we surround our kids with. Um, because as a parent, it's hard, especially as your kids get older. Um, I have a, I have a 17 year old brother. So while I don't have a another child. I do have a a very young brother. Um, and as a parent, it's hard to speak truth into the life of, of that child. You need people in their corner who are going to stand up for them. And for me, the, the measure of success that I have, um, in our own home is just that we have this, um, this tribe around our children that I know are praying for them, um, that are covering them in grace and showing them what forgiveness is. Um, our home group is an instrumental part um, of our family. I mean, we have involuntary aunts and uncles and grandparents just just that make up a community that, at the end of the day, they're going to be there praying for our kids if something happens and, and our kids have someone to turn to. I know that that is a a you know a a Bible fearing person that's gonna that's gonna the point them in the right direction. And so for me that that is a success that I know that I've, I've planted my kids life on is that they have that to always fall back to.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thanks. All right, Dee. Dee.
4: Well, um,
5: my answer's not going to be that nice because it's kind of like if we're both living at the end of the day and we haven't knocked each other out and that's success right now. <laughs> um, sometimes we don't talk cause he stays in the room. Sometimes, it's like that. And um, the other day when I told him I was going to do this, he was like, you? And I said, yeah, right? And he said, you even know. And I said, I know. He said, well, you're not the best. You're not the worst. I guess I'll call you the first. So <laughs> I have to take things he says and just yeah. take them yeah. with joy. I don't know. Um, one of the verses I have on my refrigerator is commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him to help you do it, and he will. Psalms 37, 5, and every day I have to say, here, here, because I don't know what to do. You do. I trust you. And you gave him to me. I wanted him. He was a desire in my heart. (laughs) Not long ago, he was, when he was really aggravating, I said, and I was fussing him and arguing and and maybe a little cussing, not too much, with God. And he said, do you remember 14 years ago, you asked me for this child? I gave them to you. Now you're just gonna have to trust me and do what you need to
0: do. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's interesting that all of those answers about being successful as a mom uh, all pointed back to the spiritual aspect of, of pointing your kids to Jesus and. Um, at least putting them in a place. I want to raise
1: my hand really quick on this one Um, because this is something that kind of hits me in the face almost every day, especially since what we've been through with the loss of Philip. But I think it is so applicable not only to moms but to dads as well. So to all of us as parents, I think our tendency oftentimes is to kind of pat ourselves on the back or give ourselves credit when we see our children's successes. Uh, so we so we accept cre- some credit for that when we see their ex- success, but then we also slap ourselves in the face when we see our children struggling with something. in other words, we take some credit for their success and for their struggles um, and that's not necessarily true we I think we need to extend ourselves grace um, and uh, know that nobody's a perfect parent, and that regardless um, of whether or not we've done most things or even all things in our book right or correct in in our vision or whatever, then our children are still going to struggle. And that's okay for our children to struggle a little bit because in the struggle is where God gets a hold of our children also. And so don't beat yourselves up so much, moms and dads, um, for the struggles or the failures even that you see your children Um, going through Um, you've been an influence um, in your children's life and that's fantastic we want to be influences Um, but the greatest influence or influencer is God and God's Word in the life of your child and so keep God's Word in front of them during your family time and from morning to sunset as you're having conversations with them and know that no parent is a perfect parent.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Terry. So, you know, one of the things Carol Ann was just talking about was the uh, people around you that you got to have to be a mom. Nobody is parents or is a mom on an island. And it's so important building that into your life, whether it's a husband, uh, parents, grandparents, friends, people in your home group, the people around you that help you come alongside you in your role of parenting. And so, I know from my perspective uh, as a husband, um, what would be the one thing that you would most want the people around you that really want to help you, those people that want to encourage you, um, what would be that one thing that you wish they knew? What would be that Thing that you would say, this is what me as a mom, this is what I need most from the people closest to me. So, uh, Marsha, we'll start with you.
2: Well, it would have been so different when my children were younger, um, but now, um, my answer, I guess, would just be patience with me, you know, as um, when I do maybe get too involved or I want to, you know, have, have advice. Or, you know, just be patient with me and, and also to pray for me. You mm-hmm. know, I pray for them, but pray for me, yeah. too, um, that I would gain s- spiritual wisdom and understanding and um, courage and, and that I would have a steadfast faith because I think, um, I mean, we're all going to have challenges ahead and we don't know what's coming. So I want to be, be ready to meet them when they come.
0: That's great. Thank you. All right, Aaron. How about you?
3: Um, I would say, be this mom for somebody. Um, find at least one other person who you respect as a mom, whose children you like to be around. Um, a person that you can be honest with in your struggles and concerns as a mom. Um, whether it's concerns about academics, emotional challenges, medical challenges, spiritual challenges, um, I would say don't judge. Don't compare your kids to anybody else's kids, kind of like what Carolyn was saying, um, and don't even compare them to their own siblings, um, because, like Ann said, um, they're so different. Um, embrace their quirks, embrace their differences, um, the uniqueness that is your child, um, and we all just need to remember we're, we're fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. And um, so I think finding another mom um, that you can relate with or being that mom for somebody else, um, depending on what, you know, stage of parenting they're in, uh, would be my recommendation.
0: Yeah. And, you know, being that particularly if you're further along or, you know, you're kind of adult children now, man, pass it on, be there, (laughs) let them know that, you know, this too, it's, it's not the end of the world that you'll get through it for sure. So that's great. Okay, Carol Ann.
4: I think for me, um, daily it changes. Uh, yesterday it would have been a nap. Today, <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic because it is piling up. There's five people in my house, five. Um, that's a lot of laundry. Um, but I think the one thing that I, um, I wish that more people realized is that I don't think anyone realizes how hard we are on ourselves um, as moms. Um, Mm -hmm. Perfection. It's not possible. Uh, Yet we still think in the back of our heads that it is and we and we chase it and we chase it hard. And then we're disappointed in ourselves. And that can come out as irritation and frustration at our spouses or at our family or or at anyone else around us. Um, Or it can even come out like we just are done and don't want to be um, doing what we're doing at that moment. And I know that, I mean, full disclosure, I, I drive the struggle bus daily. I told Philip that when he mentioned <laughs> doing this. Um, and I think it's just important to know that like for us to let you know that we are thankful for the chaos. We are thankful for it daily, but we need a break sometimes, you know, there, there's sometimes where we just need to regroup and, um, be able to remember who we are because it makes us better parents and it makes us better humans to be around. Um, because it is a lot. I mean, parenting other people is a lot. And, um, I think that if, if people would just realize, um, that we are not giving ourselves the grace that we always extend to everyone else, Mm -hmm. that it may be looked at a little bit differently than it is.
0: Yeah. Wide lanes of grace for sure for moms. And then just practical stuff. Take the kids. <laughs> Give mom a nap, a break, a chance to go out for a little mommy time. So that's that's good stuff there. Okay, let's get to DD. What would you want uh, the people around you to know?
5: I think about the, the story about if you're on an airplane and it's going down and the oxygen mask, you have to put it on yourself. Take care of yourself first because you can't take care of that baby, that mm-hmm. child next to you, or even that adult person older person that you're supposed to take care of you don't take care of yourself. And um, I've been in celebrate recovery for quite a while and I'm learning those lessons. However, I get tunnel vision and I'm thinking it's awful. It's horrible. It's never going to get better. But it's like you said, Terry, not all the days are bad. And if I can just focus on the fact that not all the days are bad and this too shall pass. I would say that's um, something that I need
0: to be reminded of. Yeah, There's somebody to encourage you and remind you of that regularly. So, yes. well, that's good. So we're getting ready to wrap up. You've been furiously writing <laughs> things down. So I know you got some stuff you want to share.
1: Well, I have just a couple of um, reminders there. And some of these may make you laugh, but they are real life stories. So men, um, you need to remember <laughs> if you are in a household that has, I would say maybe more three or more children you need to make sure you have uh an adequate number of toilets (laughs) in your home we've had accidents like that with having a house full of kids not having enough toilets so remember that's an important thing to have also remember it's practical also remember that mom doesn't necessarily always want to bathe with three other people in the tub um And that she doesn't always necessarily want folks eating off her plate. (laughs) And so help mom feel special um, today in any way that you can. And the last thing that I would say again um, to the moms who have suffered a loss or who are going through a difficult or complicated day today is if you are around that individual or are able to give them a call, remember to acknowledge their loss, acknowledge what's missing. In their day, it could be a child, it could be a mom. Someone could have recently lost their mom in the last year or two or even five years. And they're feeling that loss today on Mother's Day. So remember that there are hurting folks around us that need a special touch on Mother's Day. So remember them as well. Um, I would also say, uh, lastly, that probably the biggest gift to Philip and I Um, in raising our children. We moved to Aiken when our children were, I think Philip Jr. was 10. We had five children, five, five and under when they were first born. And then, you know, they grew one year at a time. And so we had great challenges. And, um, but the greatest blessing that we had was to move to Aiken with a church that is a home groups based and centered church. If you are not in a home group, we could not have survived a single moment of trying to do life in our family without having a group of people around us who are praying for us and supporting us. And yes, like Erin said, giving us advice when we are so emotionally spun up that we cannot handle the moment. And so please let this be a special invitation to you today to connect uh, with your home groups pastor um, or with your campus pastor. Just reach out and say, today is the day that I'm going to get in a homebrew. We love you. We mean it. And we're always here for you.
0: Yeah. And there's a link being posted on whatever platform you're watching on right now. So I'd encourage you to click that. Well, again, ladies, thank you so much for your time. But more importantly, thank you for your transparency and your willingness to just be real. And I know God is going to use that. So I'm going to close this in prayer, but I didn't want to do that without just thanking each and every one of you. So let's pray together. Well, Father, I do thank you for this time together. I, I thank you for um, the wisdom, the experience. Uh, I thank you for the, the frustrations and the joy uh, that were shared here today because all of that, Lord, you are working in and through. And so for each of us here today, especially for moms, I pray just a blessing, a special touch today. I pray for those who are hurting because it's Mother's Day. I pray they would find you close and find your comfort. And Lord, I pray that uh, we would take the things we heard today, the challenges, the encouragement, and that we put that into practice. We start to live that out, that we would uh, grow in our love for you and in the way we show that love through the way we love each other. So thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for these ladies. Thank you. Uh, We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.